0: Merhaba from the Keswick village. This is the Rorschach Turkey update from the 4th of May, so may the force be with you, of 2022. A quick summary of what's going down in Turkey. Last week we told you that Osman Kavala had been sentenced to life in prison without parole for his participation in the Gezi protests in 2013. Abdullah Gül, who was the president back then, spoke out about the verdict. He said that the prosecution process was shameful and that, quote, the verdict scarred the public conscience as well as Turkey's reputation in human rights and justice. He added that he believed Turkey should return to democratic means and put effort into advancing human rights in accordance with the European Court of Human Rights. Speaking of protests, on May Day, many people took to the streets to celebrate Labor Day and also protest over current issues that are affecting the country. This year, people protested against the high costs of living, the Gezi trials, Turkey's withdrawal from the Istanbul Convention, and the authoritarian regime of the government. Taksim Square has been closed for May Day demonstrations since 2014 following the 2013 Gezi protests, and this year was no exception. The police closed off the roads leading to Taksim Square in the morning and enclosed the area with barricades. However, the police still allowed a small number of people from labor unions in the square, and only one labor union was let in at a time. So the square was closed to the general public with the exception of a select team of labor unions. Many protesters were arrested for trying to enter the square. Before the Gezi protests took place. Taksim Square was the regular spot for May Day gatherings. The square became a symbolic place for Labor Day following the Bloody May Day shooting of 1977, where an unidentified shooter killed 34 demonstrators during a Labor Day gathering. Following the 1977 event, the government banned May Day demonstrations all over the country. However, in 2009, the government recognized Labor Day as a bank holiday and allowed demonstrations to be held in Taksim Square once again until 2013, when the Gezi protests started. Took place. These protests turned Taksim Square into a symbol of the Gezi resistance against the government. As a result, the authorities banned all kinds of demonstrations in Taksim Square. Moving on to some economic news, the Central Bank of Turkey shared its quarterly inflation report last week. The bank increased the annual consumer price inflation forecast from 23% to 42%. However, the governor of Turkey's central bank, Shahab Kavajoolu, said the inflation will start to decline after May. For many years now, Turkey and Greece have been having disagreements on their air and sea borders. Both countries have sunk into mutual accusations of having violated each other's airspace. Recently, Turkey replied to Greece's recrimination saying that Turkey's military actions are only a response to Greece's violation, and accused Greece of flying into its restricted airspace more than 30 times in three days. On that note about airspace, Turkey will not be participating in NATO's, quote, tiger meat drill in Athens this year. The tiger meat drill is a NATO initiative that aims to promote relations between the allies' air forces. However, Turkish authorities chose to pull out of the drill following Greece's provocative additions to the technical regulations of the drill, which, quote, abused disagreements between the two countries and accused Greece of using it to promote their own political interests. Turkey didn't share further details on the additions to the regulations. Following the disputes between the two countries, Greek authorities said that Turkey was neither their friend nor their ally. President Erdogan announced that the government is currently working on a project to ensure the safe and voluntary return of a million Syrians to their homes. He said that the government is working with both Turkish and international non-governmental organizations on the project. He also added that they are working on rebuilding war-torn cities in Syria so that its citizens will have proper cities to return to. In addition to that, the president also mentioned that they are working on settling new asylum seekers in safe zones outside of Turkey's borders. Since we're talking about people in need, according to a news article published on Yenikag News, an unnamed Syrian association in Hatay donated many gift cards for BIM, a well-known market franchise, to Turks who have financial difficulties. The association located families in need through the Social Assistance and Solidarity Foundation, which is a government-led foundation. The gift cards were worth 800 Turkish liras, or around 50 US dollars each. It's not known where the foundation sourced the money for the donation. Many people mentioned how asylum seekers are in a good enough financial situation to give a bulky financial aid to Turkish citizens. They also added that Turkey has a budget of over 50 million U.S. dollars for asylum seekers in the country and wondered what this budget was used for. Now, some environmental news. A gold mine in the Illich district of Erzurum created a waste pond the size of 192 football fields with a depth of over 1,000 meters. The locals mentioned that the pond is filled with cyanide, sulfuric acid, and silica. They call the pond, quote, the second Chernobyl. Villagers around the area reported that the number of bees is decreasing rapidly and birds are dying because of the cyanide. The waste pond is only 350 meters away from the Euphrates River, best known as Firat Neri, which is one of the main sources of water of the whole Anatolian region. Locals blamed the Anagold Mining Company for damaging the area's wildlife. They also revealed that the company has been conducting mining activities in protected areas without getting an environmental impact assessment report. Izmir won the Europe Prize for promoting European ideals this year. Izmir was one of the five cities nominated for the award. The other cities were Bamberg and Ingolstadt in Germany, Bolesławiec in Poland, Palanga in Lithuania, and Ternopil in Ukraine. The parliamentary Assembly of the Council of Europe, who selected the winner, announced that Izmir stood out for its efforts to help victims of natural disasters and its, quote, sister family project, which brought together locals with migrant families to help them adjust to a new life in the city. The Assembly also added that Izmir was very active in the cultural field, with the city hosting many events and festivals like the Izmir Jazz Festival and the Izmir Book Fair. Izmir was also among the 100 cities selected to participate in the EU's climate-neutral and smart cities mission, the mission aims to turn participating cities into zero-carbon cities by 2030. They will pave the way to reach the EU's goal of becoming climate neutral by 2050 by doing the necessary research and taking actions towards climate neutrality up to 2030. The European Commission will give the mission $378 million US million for the 2022-2023 through 2023 period. Any fans of trains in the audience? We've got great news for you! The Sofia-Istanbul Express night train is back on track after a two-year halt caused by the pandemic. The ride takes off from Halkali in Istanbul at 9.40 p.m. and reaches Sofia at 9.35 a.m. the next day. And it passes through Edirne, Svilingrad, Dimitrovgrad, and Plovdiv. On that note about the pandemic, the governor of Osmaniye announced on social media that on Saturday the 30th of April, Osmaniye had zero daily cases of COVID-19. Osmaniye has the highest rate of vaccinated people in the country. That's it for this week. Thanks for joining us. Help us avoid ads by telling your friends about us. Like Princess Leia said, help me, Obi-Wan Kenobi. You're my only hope. Let us know your thoughts and ideas by emailing us at turkey at or follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Rorschach Turkey. Hossah kalin.